Oh my God. All right, go ahead. Start it. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie A audio experience with IFTV back in virtual mode. And we are not live for this episode as we're testing things out. It is Monday morning, Monday evening, actually, right now. And my buddy right here next to me, Peter, as expected, is in uh, first place. Peter, congratulations. You uh, you beat Lazio. Milan and uh, and Juventus both could not win. They both lost, surprisingly. And, and you reclaim first place for right now. How are you feeling? You I'm, happy? Yeah, I'm happy. I feel good. We have an important game coming up next week. And uh, the season's still long. We have to wait till May. So there's still a lot to do. It is. It was a. It was a crazy weekend. I, I'm seeing Antonio's face over there. You're. You're not looking too happy. I don't know if it's. If it's the lighting that's off, but your head looks very red right now. Like. Like you're <laughs> boiling. Are you? Are you boiling. mad? No, I'm not mad. Why should I be mad? First of all, Peter off the camera before we you actually started to record it. He started to say, "Yeah, fuck you guys," right? So hold on. One of my earphones come off. So uh, he, he said, uh, "We got you now. That's it. Now we're not gonna look bad." That's what Peter said. I you heard know, that. I said we yeah. don't have rear mirrors, right, Mark? You heard that too, right? Yeah, yeah, I he heard that. We do not have rear mirrors. We are, we're just gonna leave you behind, and we're gonna be forgetting about you. I said, hey, listen, this is what you were supposed to do for from day one. So we're not upset. We were not supposed to be not even uh, uh, fighting for the Champions League. We were, uh, you know, we were hopefully to grab one of the wafer spots. So uh, right now we like where we are. So. Guys, uh, before we get into this episode, welcome Michael and uh, and and my dad Gaetano. Uh, I saw a little video. We were not there, but I saw a little video. Antonio, you met Giuseppe Rossi. What 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 was that about? How how was it like meeting uh, one of your favorite oh, players? Yeah. All right, listen. Thank you for asking me. First of all, for that question, I was about to ask you. Make sure you ask me about Giuseppe Rossi. So first of all, I like to thank my buddy Peter. I mean, my buddy in crime, but. Uh, it's not my body when it comes down to uh, to pick up the right team. But uh, I got to, to meet Giuseppe Rossi. What a nice guy. First of all, he, he is a real champion. He's a pedigree. The pedigree of a champion, you can tell about just getting close to, to this guy here. Second of all, he, he gave me the courtesy to scrimmage with them the last uh, the last five, ten minutes. And uh, Giuseppe, he he, uh, he, warm up, he warmed up with me for uh, you know, a few uh, passing on and off. And at that time, I felt like I was... Uh, 15 years old, believe me. It's like I shaved 50 years off my back. No, let's say 45 years off my back. So uh, like uh, touching the ball with a great champions like this guy here, uh, you know, I said, my God, why would a, a champions like this be uh, be be too nice with me? I'm uh, one of those, uh, you know, uh, uh, technically one of those uh, people that you you, uh, you you find only on the garbage. So Giuseppe Rossi had a courtesy to... Uh, to, uh, to juggle the ball with me and, uh, you know, it made me feel like uh, I was playing with a champion uh, on a Champions League. So, uh, and, uh, oh my God, I could that. First of all, but I, I screwed I, I screwed everything up when I, before I even got to the facility. I had a picture that they had assigned for me. And then on the rush, I, I put all my market inside my uh, my sweatshirts and all the stuff and I left the picture home. Now, uh, now I reprinted a few other pictures that I took with him over there, and uh, even a short, uh, a short clip with a video that you've been showing me lately. And uh, I can't wait for uh, Giuseppe to sign it. And uh, and uh, next thing, uh, next time you're gonna see me, Marco, yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see me only with one hand because uh, the the hand that I shook, uh, uh, Giuseppe Rossi, I, I amputated. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put it on a picture frame. Okay, so don't get too scared. 
Dad, did you see this video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. You saw it. Uh, should we show? Let, let's show everybody else. I'm gonna I'm uh -huh. gonna play it so that the people could see it. All right, guys. First of all, shaking my, the hands of our real champion, Josep Perossi. Okay, so this guy here, I'm never gonna wash my hands anymore because even though we are on COVID, it's over. I'm gonna cut my hands and I'm gonna put it on the on the picture on the on the picture frame. So uh, I had the, the luck uh, to be playing with this uh, great champion. He's a great guy too. Thank you. And uh, just wish you, Giuseppe, the best of the luck for your future. Thank you, Antonio. Appreciate it, my friend. And uh, even Milan fan too, a champion can only root for champions. <laughs> okay, guys, but be, be, be nice playing with all of you. All right, guys. Anto, you look very happy. I am. I am. I'm telling you. I, I, I have been. I sent this uh, short clip to my cousins in Italy, to a lot of my uh, fucker, uh, fuck soccer. Um... <laughs> 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 what happened? The good thing we were on your mind. <laughs> so I sent this to a lot of my soccer buddies uh, um, in United States and in Italy, and uh, they said, "You lucky bastard!" They said, uh, "Why you? So, why, why you and not us?" So uh, I said, "Hey, listen." Uh, I said, uh, "You know, from time to time, uh, luck strikes uh, the." The right people and so uh, i was uh, lucky enough to uh, to meet with joseph and what a what a nice kid i mean uh, the kid this guy here could be uh, my son and uh, you know you can tell it has been brought up the right way it's a spectacular kid spectacular kid besides being yeah. a champion he's a real a nice kid very very down to earth it makes you feel like you're his best friend and uh you know it's just there is nothing wrong that i can say about Giuseppe. and i'm just i just hoping for him that he's gonna make a, a, again a big team he's gonna and then uh, I'll, I'll enjoy myself looking at him again on the big stage because I don't think the MLS uh, does a lot of justice for uh, Giuseppe Ross. He's, uh, he's one of the top, top, top for me. Dad, did you like the way that he palmed Antonio's head? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 he took a chance, but uh, okay. Um, but I wanted to say a few things about uh, Giuseppe Rossi. I also had a chance uh, when he was coming back from an injury, we had a chance to practice a couple of times. You were there too. Uh, and what the nicest person that you want to meet. Uh, and like we, uh, we had said about the great, great players, they are great people before they become great players. And, um, you know, he stopped before we started practicing he stopped after we practiced to talk to you i mean down to hurt very humble one of the nicest um players that i have met we hmm. all uh we could all agree on that and uh we hope to see him back again uh and i, I love that he posted antonio too he posted on his instagram and he put phenomeno antonio so hmm. uh so anyway That's guys nice. let's, let's let's get back into uh into the game into into what we had this this uh week because things turned around uh they didn't turn around for the best for for you antonio as you were saying that Giuseppe rossi grew up a ac milan fan i think we should start with your uh your milan that surprisingly lost 2-0 to spezia what were, what did you think well i think they deserve to lose because they didn't show up i mean that was a disgraceful uh, uh show from uh, the ac milan side none none of the guys i mean you're expecting that benasser comes back you have Ibrahimovic, you have uh, technically the first team on the field that they didn't show up. Actually, they were kind of a very flat. Forget about flat, worse than that. You know, from time to time, you can have a bad day. But against Spezia, they really did not show up. I don't think they actually took a shot on uh, 
they, they took didn't. a shot against the goalkeeper. They did not. So I said to myself, I said, what am I watching here? So and uh, at the end of the day, you know, the two nothing was uh, was actually uh, nice for us. We could have lost even maybe a little bit more, maybe three nothing, and uh, nobody would be complaining by now. So uh, I guess uh, we had a bad day. So let's hope that uh, we stay. Uh, we just put it behind us and uh, we focus on, uh, you know, uh, on our mission uh, to stay within uh, the first four places. That's it. That's, uh, we know we know already that Inter already won the championship, according to everybody. <laughs> so Inter has already won. Congratulations, Pete, again. So, uh, you know, as much as I don't want you to win, but you won already, I, you know, I'm just paraphrasing you what you just said. So, uh, congratulations. We'll, we'll what can I tell you, Pete? We'll get to Inter. Dad, what do you, what do you think that this means for, for Milan uh, and, and their chances for the title? I mean, the, 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 Antonio sounds like uh, Pioli, accepts uh, the responsibility, accepts that they play really bad. And uh, before he asked me, you know, to I don't have anything behind me, so he's got all these things behind him. All right, Antonio, since uh, I don't have anything behind me, maybe, uh, maybe you needed... Uh, this guy to to help you out a little bit. Ronaldinho, mm, man, yeah, they could have used May, him. Uh, maybe, maybe you needed this guy. Oh, oh Kaka. Hey, now we're starting to talk. Now we're starting to talk. Okay. Uh, so, by the way, by the way, they're signed. Okay, so. Uh, um, thank you, Gatano. Thank you, let's Gatano. Go, let's know, go. Let's I, go. I let's go to him right now. Let's go, Ronaldo. Oh huh? my God. That would look so much nicer on my background over here instead of just being sitting on a couch over there. <laughs> no, oh, actually, I will wear them. I will wear them for the podcast. Oh, anyway. my, listen, I'll give you, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. I mean, I don't want them for free. I know that they're worth a lot of money, but I'll pay you. You know what I mean? Uh, this is my collection. It's oh, my collection God. that one day is going to go to uh, to somebody uh, that is watching right now. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike, you're not, you're not going to do anything with those ones. You're a, a, you're a closet Inter fan. Come on. Man. Yeah, you're such a foolish shit. Dad, Dad what does Come it mean? What, is, what do you think it means for, for Milan and their Scudetto race? Well, uh, Milan has lost uh, three games uh, out of the last seven games. So I hope that Pioli, uh, uh, you know, things that don't, uh, don't surface like they did in the past, but they have a very big, big game coming up uh, on Sunday. And, uh, they, of course, they're playing the big uh, derby, the La Madonnina. If that's a big game for them. If they should lose that game, I, I don't know if they, uh, even though there are a lot of games left, I think they, uh, they have to show something on the next game. That's the big game. But going back to the Spezia-Milano game, what a, what a game by, uh, by Spezia. What a great approach. I mean, what an Italian, uh, this guy, uh, Italiano, what a lessons that he gave. And he was not afraid. The thing that he impressed me about this coach is it's not that he was winning one nothing. Okay, let's say the game is over. Let's try to defend. No, one nothing, 2 nothing. The guy has courage, he goes forward, he puts pressure. I mean, he was putting pressure even with the 2 nothing. Uh, and I want to say something about this, uh, this kid. He's 22 years old. His name is uh, Agudelo. He played as a Falso Nueve. What a, what a player. What skills uh, this guy. And he had no problem taking on players, dribbling, passing. Another Barella, Ragatano. Another Barella, right? 
re really no is is more um, he, he was a false nueve so he started as a center forward and then he st he went back 10 yards but every time he got the ball the the kid was impressing um i really uh i really like what this uh what this uh, coach italiano did and what a a show for the new owners for the new american owners that were there watching Mike? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Gaetano, I want to actually add on to your stat that you're talking about Milan. Uh, for 2021, it hasn't really been a good start uh, for Milan at all. Uh, like you said, they actually lost th three games in 2021 and eight games compared to uh, last year, this season. They had 14 games and zero losses. So, Antonio, I just wanted to ask you because a lot of uh, uh, non-Milan fans were criticizing about that. What do you think about that? Listen, I like the criticism. Like you said, we live for that. We live to be criticized. So uh, it's good for us once in a while to be criticized. And it's good to have a reset button for us. So as, as, we, as I said before, we're not, there is no excuse for the poor showing that we had uh, during the game. We deserve to lose. And uh, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not like Peter finding an excuse for every time that they screw something up or uh, Conte does something wrong. So we are, uh, you know, we, we are humble people and uh, we take the loss and... Uh, you know, we uh, we just go back on the drawing board and we try to uh, to fix problems uh, uh, that uh, whatever didn't work out. We just try to uh, to uh, get things better and uh, get into the flow of the of the game again. And hopefully that uh, you know uh, Pioli is doing the same thing and is uh, actually uh, getting the, the people with uh, the right uh, the right mindset up because. Uh, you know, like you said, uh, Sundays uh, we're gonna play against Inter again, and uh, I have a good feeling that we're gonna we're gonna have a good show. Now, whether we're gonna win or lose is a different story. Many times uh, you play very well and you lose, uh, and that's not good either. But then you play poorly, like we did the last time, and you can win, like Inter uh, did uh, yesterday. I mean, Inter they didn't deserve to win. The penalty was not a penalty. All right, that's oh, from the come from the on, court. come you on. You talk it only that's when you've been asked to talk, okay? So the penalty was not a penalty. <laughs> He's not gonna let you talk. Number one, oh, we're talking about Spezia Milan. Yeah, I don't know. No, 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 wait, wait. We are just, yeah. I'm just saying to what happens. Sometimes you can play poorly, like Inter played yesterday, and you can win the game, or you can play very well and end up losing the game. So I hope we play poorly well, play against poorly Inter. And lost. And we, I hope we do play poorly against Inter and we end up winning the game. That's I will take that, but uh. You know, sometimes playing well, and uh, in in our case, for example, Sunday we played poorly and we didn't win. So we're hoping that next week Sunday we play poorly and we win, or we play well and we win. So <laughs> let's let's guys let's talk. Let, let's move to Antonio's obsession, uh, Inter. Uh, they won against Lazio uh, in in great fashion uh, because they knew that the pressure was on. They knew that both Juventus and Milan. The team that was in front of them and the team that was behind them both dropped points and both lost, actually. And uh, they needed to grab uh, the Bulls by this horn, and Lautaro Martinez finally got on the score sheet. Peter, congratulations, first place, and uh, good win against Lazio. What are your thoughts? Listen, As expected, you're in first. Thank you. As expected or not expected, the important thing is to win the game versus Lazio. Agree. Don't look at the, the table because what's going to happen is there's still another 14, 15 games left. Uh, you can win versus Lazio, you can win versus Milan, but if you slip against Spezia, you might lose some three points like Milan did this week. Um, but going to serious, <laughs> to serious uh, talks. Um, no, listen, uh, I think I think the Inter-Lazio game was a, a balanced game. I think Lazio played well. 
I think they deserve maybe to even attempt to get a tie. But I don't think anyone can say that Inter didn't deserve to win. They they were clinical when the when they had the ball and and Lukaku, what a, what a player. Um, so just to start, first thing, penalty, hundred percent penalty. Everybody that has seen the VAR knows it's a penalty, 100%. and you're and you're lying to yourself if it's not a penalty. You're lying to yourself. I can okay. see it. <laughs> well, you better get some kind of glasses. Clearly shows the trail. One second, Anto. One second. One second. Keep going. Keep going, Peter. We'll ask about the penalty. All the commentators on the TV, after reviewing the VAR, saw it and it was a penalty. It was not. It was the trailing leg that hits Lautaro before he's about to take a shot. Hundred percent penalty. Then another point that I would say is we see the Eriksson, Brozovic, Barella in the midfield. Like I said, one thing that we could take from that Juventus game the 0-0, was that we can play with technically gifted players and not get scored against. And we see it again. Erickson had a great performance, um, was able to move the ball quick. And you see certain times he has vision that no other midfielder on Inter has. Um, Give me a break. And <laughs> what I have to Give say is... I, I, One second. I think that. Lukaku uh, stepped up big time. He, you know, Yes, Inter might be uh, Lukaku dependent, but when the guy is on, he knows how to turn this team around. And Lautaro, um, you know, he had a, a, a better game. <laughs> I think you're just sour, Anto, because you're not in first place. I know. Oh, right? I think you're full of shit. You enjoy talking uh, too much. Uh, you're full of BS. Finish, finish, finish. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> finish, finish. Anyway, Lautaro is still young. He might be streaky at times, but a lot of strikers are streaky. And he needs to be more clinical in front of goal. But you see, even yesterday in the Lazio game, the movement that he made, everything was right. Even the vision to make a certain passes, it's just about connecting. And I think maybe next year, everything is going to kind of come into play similar to the Matrix, right? All of a sudden, it just all he sees everything clearly, right? Matrix. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix reloaded. The Matrix reloaded. Listen, let me give you my 50 cents of what is worth from my opinion, okay? Even Mike will be able to score 10 goals against Parolo. Parolo is not a defender. They put Parolo on Lukaku. You gotta be kidding me! I That's think Inzaghi must have. Yeah, I, I, I think Inzaghi must have been desperate to have. He probably didn't have anybody else to put it on on defense. So he put Parolo against uh, against Lukaku. Lukaku went by like uh, you know it was like a uh, water. I mean there was no po uh, position over there. So uh, that was the number one mistake that Inzaghi made. And number two, I said I, I said two episodes that you guys were able to uh, to put uh, you know uh, which you know I agree that. Uh, you know, uh, Lukaku and, and uh, Lautaro did. Uh, they uh, they took the opportunity and uh, they didn't let them. Uh, you know, uh, they conquered. They they were concrete. So they whatever they they got, they they put it in. But as far as Lazio, Lazio did not deserve it. At least they deserved the tie. But uh, again, if you don't give the penalty, that that was very questionable. And then the the, the game started to 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 become a, a problem with Lazio. And then uh, you know the game could have been a different game. Lazio had, a, had a, almost. A, 66 to 34 uh, to 34 percent possession so and all your assessment about uh, ericsson and all of the, the three people that you said the midfield and all the stuff you guys almost put ericsson uh, on on a trash can and uh, and you, you were waiting for the recycling to come uh, to come by on tuesday to, to get rid of this guy here <laughs> but instead it's become our january signing 
He's become well, a January Ericsson sniper. Even, I know, but then I see now Ericsson leaving the field and then giving big, big high five and hug with the like the best friend with Conte. Something is not right with you guys. I mean, you guys are a bunch of backstabbers, and then uh, you know you are two faces. You guys are a bunch of two faces. <laughs> All right, it's like you can nobody can take you for, from uh, from face value of what you're actually saying. That's the problem. We're in first place. Take that face value. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Dad, I want to know. I want to know what what do you think about the penalty? Because Antonio is not convinced. Peter is. What do you say? Okay, so the penalty was a hundred percent penalty. I saw it in slow motion, and when I saw it in slow motion, if you pay attention, the player went with his left. The full uh, the defender went with his left foot, and with his left foot, he went and he touched the ball, which would have been perfect. And it wouldn't have been a penalty. But what he did is with the other foot, he kicked uh, Lautaro before his left foot touched the ball, his right foot touched the, the leg of Lautaro. That is a penalty. I saw it in slow motion. I saw it many times. I saw it, the comment of a referee uh, that commented, and they all agree it was a penalty. So don't look at the left foot. If you only look at the left foot, it's not a penalty because he did touch the ball and the this? ball went away. But if you look at, at his right foot, he touched Lautaro's leg before he touched the ball. Penalty. So no discussion there. You cannot comment every uh, year. Finish three up, finish times. Up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk. I mean, commented three times. Anyway, so that's <laughs> the penalty is concerned. As as far as uh, Lukaku is concerned, what a what a player. I mean, the guy took the ball more than 50 yards from the goal. He was on his own half when he got the ball. Uh, I mean, if you had a, a little bit, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. He's a, he's, a, he's a train wreck. He went by and he gave a ball to Lutaro. And got, at that point, if you are a defender at midfield, you could stop it at midfield if you wanted to, but the guy was, uh, we just have to, realize what a great player this guy is also uh, like uh, peter said ericsson had a good game and what i want to say about lazio lazio has the best midfielder in italy i agree there's, there's no doubt about that and they really played well they had the ball they controlled the game they did a lot of great things but you also have to finish and chiro chiro immobile did not have a good game and you know, some of their forwards did not have a good game, and you cannot win a game if you don't score. So on the counter-attack, uh, Inter was, uh, I mean, they are so fast and they are so quick, and um, you know, that's how it goes. Even though Lazio, as I said, Lazio played uh, a great game. Well said. Well said on the midfield part. Anto, what, did, what, what was it that you uh, wanted to add? Okay, what I wanted to say to your father is this. I said, first of all, I do not understand why a penalty when it's very questionable has it been given. Why can't you give a, 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 a an indirect kick? Because first of all, touching <laughs> somebody. Are you kidding me? Listen indirect kick. Listen to me. You bunch of indirect kick. The guy's about to take a shot. There is such a thing. A bunch of a, a, yeah, but he's about a, to take a shot. Kick. 
But the call was not. Wait, wait, yo, the call was not quite. You said questionable. The call was not questionable. You could see that the leg he hit his leg. So and the guy went. I didn't see hitting the leg. I didn't see hitting. Show it to me. Look at it. Listen, listen. Maybe, maybe Marco can or Mike or or Mike can show you. And listen, okay, can we agree to disagree? So I am I do not have to agree with you. So here's my point. Okay, here's my point. Who's saying that touching slightly somebody is guilty of a penalty? Number one. <laughs> Number two, who's telling you that it was not uh, uh what's his name? Uh, um um who got who got who got leveled over there? I don't even remember who got leveled. I mean Oh, who's telling you that he was not Lautaro touching the other guy? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing oh, at? You missed your calling, Antonio. You missed your calling. That's why you have a VAR. Because the referee sometimes he cannot see it. That's why you have a VAR. You went to the VAR and you could and see it. He didn't show anything. He didn't show me anything. I saw I didn't see the on the back leg. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I just saw the back leg. I saw the back leg. Slightly like this. <laughs> is that a penalty? Is that a penalty? He tickled him. Oh, Anto, he tickled hey. him, right? If I touch your shirt okay. like that, if if I touch your shirt, is that a penalty? Tell me. Just because I touch you, just because I touch you. If you touch me, it's a penalty. He ran it. Am I right or wrong? That's what you guys are saying. He touched the other person. This is a total disgrace. Uh -huh. Anto, are, you are you crazy? Okay, everybody, go look at it. Go look at it again given, because apparently you didn't. Everybody is being is being given too many easy penalties over here, especially when it comes to the Milan. Listen to me. Listen. Let it be heard, a very clean cut penalty. Listen. That was none I heard. Penalty. I heard your body. Pippo Inzaghi, okay, that's his brother, Steam, and he said it was a penalty. Pippo Inzaghi said it was a penalty, and the coach of Lazio is his brother. So listen to me. What are you talking about? Go look at it because you didn't see it. I saw it twenty times. Okay. Speaking about penalty kicks, let's talk about Juventus's loss to Napoli, which ended with a, a penalty kick, 1-0 Lorenzo Insigne from the spot, converted it this time, uh, as there was question marks before the game, he, he said, I'm not going to tell you if I'm going to take the penalty kick, you'll see, and we'll determine once we uh, play the match uh, for this big loss for Juventus, and uh, I, I think that, uh, obviously, Napoli, the, the only real chance they had was the penalty kick, and Juventus were attacking, uh, Juventus, you know, tried to play that, that forward goal, and, and I think we're seeing how important Chiesa has been. I think Chiesa was one of the, the big bright spots for Juventus in this game. But I think it's normal that you're going to have these games. I mean, you put an animal against the wall, and you put it in a corner, and sometimes it's going to, you know, it becomes dangerous. Everyone was saying that Napoli, this was their last game. This is Gattuso's last game. And you could even see after the match, the Napoli players, what it meant to, to embrace Gattuso and that they were really playing and fighting for him. Every single player sacrificed their body to uh to you know run up and down. I mean Lozano was was incredible. So I, I think that Napoli, you know, well done, well done from the team to sacrifice and do this. For Juventus on the other side, listen, there's so many games, you know, week after week. It's a weird season. And I think that 
I think some Juventus fans have been, you know, they have in their mind that every game is going to be easy. It's not the same season as, as the past nine years or eight, nine years, whatever it's been, that you're going to always win. There's, there's seasons that everything is so balanced and the teams are really good at each other that you're going to have slip-ups, and I think it's pretty normal. Yes, uh, you know, that doesn't justify. That's not saying, oh, okay, you're making an excuse for losing. No, I think Napoli did a, a good job defensively. They played the game that they had to play. They didn't play beautiful. Juventus, of course, you know, they were trying to attack. They were trying to create chances. I think certain players could have done better. And again, I I, I just see, I, I, I think that there is more of a need for Juventus, of course, to be more consistent and to, to do things better. But I think it's also at the same effect that this season is just super, super competitive. And any team can pull something out, just like Spezia, just like other teams. And we're going to see mishaps. Just because you see Juventus this week doesn't mean you're not you're not going to see Milan the next week or Inter the next week. The three at the top are tight, as are the rest of the teams. Dad, what was your perspective on uh, on the match? You have any? Oh, sure, I have. What's the matter with you? So, <laughs> so where was this guy? Oh, brother! But why is it not signed that one, uh, uh, Gatano? Don't worry about it. It's going to be signed soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, want it. Well, what about this one? This is the whole team right here from about two years ago. Maybe we needed some of these players to, to be on the on the Juventus. This is the mm. whole Juventus team signed shirt. Mm. Boy, okay. nice. I don't want that either. So uh, Juventus, yeah, they had they had a lot of chances on the second half. I mean, Ronaldo had a chance, Morata had a chance, Chiesa had a chance, but you got to put the ball in. Um, Quadrado went out at the end of the first half. I think he had some uh, muscle uh, issues uh, and is probably not going to play in the Champions League. Uh, as far as uh, Chiellini, there was a penalty. I'm surprised by Chiellini because the ball was high into the area and the goalkeeper was going to catch the ball. So there is no reason why to have your arm so out and to hit the guy in the face. Uh, I'm disappointed at him. Um, Chiesa, yes, he tries very hard, but on that foul, which he stopped running, I was disappointed. You do not stop running. Okay, the guy tried to, to grab your shirt. They tried uh, to grab your arm for the first, I think, the first one or two yards. But you still had possession of the ball. You still were going forward. You beat the guy, and then he stops. And that you, It should have you, been a foul, though. Um, it wasn't called a foul. It was not called a foul, but he had possession of the ball and he was going forward. The the thing that bothered me is that he stopped running. Why do you stop running? Let the, thing the, that bothered, the thing that bothered me is that the referee didn't call the foul right. after he, so, he won. But wait, wait until the referee calls the ball. The reason why the referee did not call the foul is because he stopped running. I mean, I saw it and I heard the comment from one of the referees, Serie A referee, and he was saying, why did he stop running? He still had the ball in his possession. If you look at it again, yes, it was a foul at the beginning. Okay? If he would have stopped at the beginning of the action when the guy grabbed him, it would have been a foul. But he continued. He continued going, and he was in front of the player, and then he stopped. So uh, he's a young. He's, he's playing in a big team. I think he still got uh, – he has to learn a few more things. Um uh, Napoli, what you said about Napoli, that was beautiful. 
that all the players after the game, they all went and hugged uh, Gattuso. And that was a, a very nice thing to see. You could see that the, the locker room is with Gattuso. And he said it also in the after, after the game, he goes, if I didn't have the, even if 10% of the locker room was not for, with me, he goes, I will mm -hmm. leave. So you could see that all the players are really, um, are really with him. And the last thing that I want to say is what a, what a play, what a game by Meret, which uh, somebody on, on this podcast does not believe that he's a good goalkeeper and he doesn't have good hand. Man, this guy, and he was not supposed to play. He was supposed to, uh, Ospina got hurt 20 minutes in the warm-up. And, you know, he just to call him in the last second and say, okay, get in a goal in a big game like Juventus, the guy came big. Uh, and I'm happy for this, uh, for Meret. Well said. Uh, Michael, your boy Manolas was out, but it gave the opportunity for Rahmani. And I think it was actually the best, maybe the best center back performance I saw from uh, Napoli all season, to be honest with you. Uh, thoughts on the on the match? Well, Rahmani and Maksimovic, um, yeah, they both uh, started over their regular started center backs. And Rahmani, a lot of people tend to forget, but Rahmani last season with Verona, he was uh, probably arguably one of the... Uh, best playing center backs that season and so many that, that's why a reason why Verona was doing so amazing in that three-man back line so it was really refreshing for him to get minutes especially with Maksimovic who is a solid backup even though it doesn't get the recognition he believes and uh Koulibaly and Manla still going to be out for a little bit so it's uh, nice to see them uh be starting and getting more appreciation but overall I feel like I I, I feel like this game was very strange because Napoli yes they got the win but they were so they were so sloppy. I feel like this win kind of hid under the rug all the bad place balls that they send. These passes were really bad. A, a bunch of a few mis uh, mistakes in midfield and stuff like that. But it seemed like Juve were just on a bad day and really couldn't capitalize on their chances. If Juve were Juve any other day, I, I feel like they could have put two, even three past them. Because Napoli, to me, other than, you know, they hustled and stuff, but they made a lot of defensive and uh, errors in the midfield and stuff like that. I'm happy they uh, Napoli won for uh, Gattuso's sake and stuff like that. And it makes uh, this race even crazier, I think. Uh, from the first to, like, seventh place, there's only, like, a separation of, like, eight or ten points. Ten, point. ten points, which is crazy. Uh, light years ahead of any other competition for the rest of the top five leagues. So we've been saying uh, for, for a while now, th this season said, yeah, it's been like no other. Uh, since the past 10 or 15 years. So it's so amazing to see. And hopefully this buys more time, hopefully to the end of the season for uh, Rino Gattuso. And we want to see uh, Napoli on the right path again. Peter? I was just going to say, I mean, like you said, it, Juventus, if you look at the stats, they deserve to win this game. But I think uh, what was nice to see was the Napoli team come together. And it was a battle. Right for them, and and every they pretty much use every last drop of blood, sweat, whatever it was to to be able to keep this win at one nothing. That being said, Napoli is really hard to understand. I mean, if the locker room is behind Gattuso, what's wrong with with this Napoli? Because they have some good players. I understand this game there was a lot of injuries and they've had some injury struggles. But why aren't they gelling? Why Why are, you know, they started off well. Why all of a sudden this hump? Why all of a sudden these problems? I don't know if Antonio Gattu, uh, Gaetano has any 
maybe suggestion or thoughts about it, but you know, there was some of the outside noise between De Laurentiis and Gattuso. Um, but even as far as play is concerned, if this Napoli team feels like it's very, very uh, hard to pedal, right? It's, it's like they need some WD-40 or something. Or Spalletti. <laughs> or Spalletti. Get, Anto, Anto uh, after the match, uh, we heard we heard Pirlo say it was a questionable penalty. Some incidents are treated differently when against Juventus because everybody likes to talk about us. Uh, what were your thoughts on the penalty kick? I agree. I'll tell you the reasons why. Tell us. First of all, first of all, I wanted to know from all of you whether you actually understand. Actually, whether, first of all, whether you remember when uh, when uh, 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 an indirect kick was uh, was awarded to a team on a penalty box and why. First of all, you, I, I don't think any one of you remembers. You know, which no, no, game. no, you, no, we okay, don't remember. One second, one second. Second of all, this penalty is very much similar to the penalty that was given against AC Milan. And in particular case on Kessier, with his back on against the goalie, with the, with the no danger to the goalie, this could be the, the perfect example when somebody with a body motion, a natural body motion, to go up and just raise a little bit of hand, and then by mistake you touch somebody's face or, or uh, the, 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 the shirts or whatever, and then you end up uh, down on a penalty uh, uh, against your team. See, this is what it really gets to me. When there is a questionable penalty, don't give the penalty, but don't give the opponent team even the, 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 the benefits of the doubt. Just give them an indirect kick when the doubt is over there. If it's not a penalty, give them an indirect kick. For That's you, it was I not was a penalty, right? No, is that what you're the same way with Lautaro. On Lautaro was an indirect kick, on Chiellini was an indirect kick, and on Kessie was an indirect kick. That's what my, my, uh, my struggle with this whole thing is. I think we are very much... Uh, it's, a, it's either black or white. There is no gray in between over there. And the gray, to me, and this is a research for all of us, to just starting to talk about uh, an indirect kick inside of the penalty box. Okay? Is, so, does, anyone, does anyone disagree with Antonio uh, that it was a penalty kick that wants to uh, say their point? I mean, well, I did Antonio, say it was a penalty kick. Yeah, you said it was a penalty kick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was not, that was not a natural uh, way to go up. You you know you go up like this. He went up. His hand was so. I'm sorry. His hand was so wide, and he went so back. That was not natural. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I, I agree. Are... Listen, <laughs> Pirlo didn't say that it wasn't a penalty. He said that they these penalties won't be called against Juventus. Questionable. Uh, okay, question. Which which he's right but, because they, it's been this season that that yeah, wasn't but Kellini, something just as bad was not as called. He jumps up, you know, you, he had his arm really spread out wide. As, hey, that kind of went and can, he went and, and got him right in the face. Can someone explain to me how anatomically correct is for anybody to jump? Is there a rule when you jump, you have to jump like this? Maybe like this a stick by four. So. When you showing me or a rules that said a defender jumping supposed to jump like a stick, a stiff two by four, then I will I will I have the tendency to agree with you. But everybody has got a different physical, it's got a different way of jumping and a different way of running. Somebody runs like a lady, somebody runs like <laughs> something else, and somebody jumps like a lady or like a you know. Uh, or a 10, 25 years old or 75 years old. Everybody's different. So I wanted to see the rules that says that when you jump, you're supposed to keep your hands attached to your body. Is there such a rule that says that? Okay, so if there isn't a rule like that, I wanted to explain to me the reasons why. Is, 
there is the rule of show, show it to me. Show no, it I'm to saying me. there's a rule of dangerous play, and there and when you extend your arms, we see it time and time out. When somebody jumps and has the elbow to the face, it's either a yellow card or a red card. So it's it's interpreted yeah. by the coach by the referee when it's a penalty or not a penalty. There is no gray area. If the referee calls it a penalty, he sees it and he interprets it by the rules of the book. What about the voluntary, the voluntary or involuntary way of of, of touching somebody? Is there such a thing? No, because if you're gonna hit some, if you have your arms out wide like this or like this, and you hit the other person, it's dangerous play. It's a foul. And who's telling you that the it's person? It's not voluntary. And who's somebody... telling you that? Pete. Who's telling you that the person that got hit, quote unquote, didn't intentionally just put to the face over there? Just oh, he <laughs> is over there. Let me just put my face over there. Then I get hit uh, and I, I get a penalty. Speaking I speaking about faces, uh, Inter is one point ahead now at the top of the table uh, against Milan. Uh, with the derby coming up this week, it's going to be a crazy, crazy display. Make sure you tune in. We will be live for that game. We'll have Antonio on. I wonder if we can – no, it's probably not going to work if we kept him on like this live all the time. But we'll definitely get you for the pregame um, and then the, the halftime and the postgame. I wish we could get you guys all here, but it's not possible. Uh, I want to move on. Dad, what else caught your eye this uh, Serie A weekend? Well, Roma, my man Fonseca, is still doing great. He's in third place. People want him out. The people want him out at the end of the season. Uh, uh, the guy's still uh, doing very well. I hope that he can work things out with Zeko by the end of the year. It doesn't look like. So one of the two has got to go. Uh, we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, anything else? Call your, call your, catch your eye? Yeah. Uh, Cagliari Atalanta. What a uh, – your friend, uh, your um, um, Colombian partner, uh, Muriel, in yes. dancing uh, – Man, they got what a what a player. I mean, the guy is scoring goals every time he goes in, he scores goal. He has a goal every 51 minutes. He scores a goal. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Whether he starts or goes in from the branch, and what a goal that he scored even between two guys, took a shot. Um, very uh, very good. Uh, Atalanta yeah. is uh, is really a nice story. Uh, I can't wait to see Atalanta Real Madrid. Yes. Um, yes. The the other thing, uh, the Francesco, <coughs> his contract was ex extended. I think he, he lost Mike. Did he lose uh, seven, eight, nine games in a row? Uh, well, uh, Cagliari he hasn't won in like thirteen games or something like right. that. And, uh, you know, the Giolina, I think, is the president. He extended his contract, which is something <laughs> I never heard it, but it's a nice thing. I like it. Uh, and the last <laughs> thing about <laughs> <laughs> Finally give them some time, right, that they deserve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the last thing about Sampdoria Fiorentina, uh, Dragoski. Wow, he had a terrible game, man. The uh, that first goal, it, it, it was a yard from it was inside the area, it was a yard from, from where he was. I mean, he should have he should have gotten that. And what a story, Quagliarella! Uh, um, is uh, incredible. The guy goes in in the in the second half with Candreva and uh, he, he scores a goal, even though Fiorentina deserved uh, deserved more in this game. 
Um, Mike, anything that my dad didn't say that caught your eye this weekend? And um, I think think about it for a second. I just want to add on to what you said about Atalanta Real Madrid. Uh, out versus Atalanta. Uh, out, yeah, sorry. Out versus Atalanta for Real Madrid. Ramos, Hazard, Carvajal, Marcelo, and Rodrigo. So, guys, listen. I, <laughs> I'm usually not the one that wants to go out there and, and, and say, you know, Atalanta will do it. But I've never felt better. I feel really, really, really good that Atalanta has an ability. I know some people like to count them out. They see Real Madrid. They see Atalanta. They say, you put two and two together. There's no way that they're going to beat them. If there was ever a time, if there was ever a time for a huge upset, this is the one on the cards. And I want our boy Luis Muriel to score the goal against Real Madrid. Uh, but Mike, anything that caught your eye? Uh, yeah, actually, mention? something for uh, Juventus, actually. Uh, we posted something on our Instagram. And guys, if you're not following our Instagram, I'm not being biased. It's pretty insane. Like, to catch up for all Serie A news, we're so updated on that. Um, it's incredible, and I'll pop it on the screen for a second at Italian Football TV. But I want to talk about Juventus for a second. Uh, we posted something uh, this morning about how many goals you Juve score, and they're actually uh, sixth place in Serie A, which I think is pretty surprising, especially that Ronaldo scored 40% of them. Now, I feel like, do they are they lacking firepower? Is it what, what's going on with it? No one else distributing the balas, uh, hasn't been there. Uh, Kiez, I guess, you know, Morata hasn't been performing. Kulusevsky maybe not scoring the most. Uh, is this something uh troubling to you guys, or maybe just like a, a little thing? And I'll, I'll hit it, I'll hit it. it yeah, yeah, Juventus in the attack, it is, it is a concern. I think they do need to do better. I would really love to see Juventus. I would love to see Pirlo switch up the formation a little bit. I still don't think it 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 gives the best ability to create. I think creating going forward needs to get better, and that will come under under Pirlo. And I hope to see a little bit more fluidity. It was something before I even saw the stat though. It's it's pretty obvious that they're that they are struggling in that sense. They of course there's certain games that you know you never score and the ball doesn't want to go in the back of the net, but they need to create more and they need to to get themselves into better opportunities that are not just flimsy ones um so yes absolutely yeah Anto. Marco, what, what i was saying is uh, uh a great great comment but uh one thing has been Thank missing you, you all of you guys all of you guys you gave up on uh, on napoli last week you all thought that the juventus was going to win over there and i was one of the few maybe maybe the only one that says i can see a, a napoli winning or at the worst a tie so you know gattuso is a fighter i mean by 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 uh, the luck of the draw, he wound up winning the game. Aside from the penalty, which I didn't agree was a penalty, but uh, from time to time, you never, uh, like you said before, is that a small team that can take a big upset like the Spezia did with AC Milan. Not Annapolis, a small team, but all of these big rumors that they, uh, they definitely didn't help the the, the environment. Uh, uh, you know, uh, everybody looking down on Gattuso. Maybe it's going to be the last game, or maybe the last five minutes, the last ten minutes. So Gattuso is still in, and I think he's going to be he's going to be Annapolis coach even for next year because. Uh, uh, you know, if you don't have the team behind you, you can have uh, De Laurentiis being the owner and cutting the check for you. But uh, if the the the, the tifosi they're not uh, they're not happy with uh, with the ownership, uh, they're they're gonna let the ownership know. And I I have a good feeling that Gattuso is gonna stay for next year too. Now, uh, for uh, when it comes down to Atalanta, Atalanta did not deserve the game. They did not deserve to win the game against uh, Cagliari uh, yesterday. But nevertheless, they won because of Muriel, like you said, your best friend over there. But uh, you know, uh, uh, it was on the 90th minute. And uh, I saw Di Francesco was pissed when he left. He actually went straight into the locker room after uh, the referee uh, uh, took the, uh, you know, he blew, he blew the whistle. 
And, uh, you know, believe it or not, it was a penalty given to them. And uh, for some reason, the penalty was given, was taken, uh, taken away. That's another, uh, another discussion we should have. Why was not a penalty? This was more of a penalty than the penalty given to them. Uh, it wasn't uh, a penalty. Uh, no, no, all right. It was not a penalty. Okay, so we are deciding, we are deciding the fate of the, the of the teams basically or what we think is right or what the, the referee yeah. should have said or the, the ref should have said or the bar should have said but you know take it away from anything i just uh, to finish up what i wanted to say is i hope atalanta beats real madrid because they have the tools and they have the talents to do it so uh -huh. nothing uh on, the, on, on that atalanta cagliari the referee did say it was a penalty yeah uh, but the bar when you go and look at it uh, the player, uh, the rune, the rune it the versus Rugani. Okay, Rugani. But the rune, he put his foot in front and he got the ball. As he was getting the ball, the guy kicked him from behind. Yeah. So it was not a penalty. Yes. But the referee, when you see it, uh, when you see it live, it's a penalty. There's no reason. But when you see it again, the rune did uh, anticipate. And he did get the ball away from Rugani, and then Rugani kicked him. I agree. But that's I what agree. I think happened to, to the to the to the uh, I'm sorry to the Inter uh, game. So the guy put it uh, put it in front of the foot in front of Lautaro, got the ball, and then uh, and then what happened? He got the ball first. <laughs> Hello. A little, a little, no, it's not the same. All, All right. right. Uh, anyway, Peter. Yeah, Peter, anything call your anything catch your eye this weekend? No, I mean we obviously talk about the top half of the table, and we should rightfully so. It's interesting, as as Mike said, from one to seven. Right, there used to be a saying in, in Italy: the le sette sorry lastre. Right, so the seven stepsisters. Um, so it's great to see. Or sorelle, I don't know what what, what did they say. Step stepsisters, seven sisters, no or sisters. Yeah, sisters. One was it? Sisters, maybe. Um, they don't even. Confused. They don't even answer. But anyway, the top going. the top seven is nice to see. They're only ten points away, so everyone's still in the in the hunt, whether it be for Champions League or even the Scudetto. But looking at the bottom half of the table, I mean, Cagliari and Parma. Uh, Parma were two teams that last year they looked very very good, and now they're they're just dismal. They can't score. They can't they can't do anything right. Um, so Parma, especially new American owners, you think okay, there's gonna be some. You know, money being put in. Well, they, they try did to buy a lot of players though. in January. Last in the summer, they they try to keep this young team, and they didn't really uh, get as enough players that they should have. And uh, it looks like it's gonna about to backfire because the gap from from where they're at to you know out of relegation zone is getting bigger and bigger every every round. Would be sad too. So yeah, it's sad because Padma is a great city, great team. Um, you know, history. with the history of yeah. some really good players playing there. And uh you see the teams like Spezia Benevento will be able to put something together and and uh you know and have a good season and, and beat and play, not even just beat, you know, play against the Milan who's competing mm -hmm. for the scudetto. So speaking about American owners, the last thing I'll say, and if anybody has anything else before we conclude, let me know. Uh against the top six teams, this was from yesterday, so obviously it's not updated. Uh but Say, uh, Spezia, seven points versus the top six teams, three points from Roma against the top six teams. Uh, just to just to show a little bit, and I think Italiano, I was very happy. I'm sorry about this, um, Anto, and I, 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 I don't want to disappoint you, but when I went on uh, Tony Miola's show on Sirius XM, he asked me about Spezia, and I said, Listen, you know, Spezia is not as easy because Italiano is actually a little bit of an underrated coach by some people who haven't seen his, um, his team play. 
So shout out to Spezia, who despite um, not having the budget as some of the other teams, they always try to play and they at least come with uh, the correct mentality. I guess we could say, guys. Anything else, or uh, we're going to conclude? I wanted, because to say, I, wanted to, I wanted to say something else, and then we yes, can uh, maybe we'll have Gaetano finish up. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, well, we are uh, we are from time to time we are a little bit critical about the American owners and all the stuff. Uh, like we have the perfect example of the of Campo Basso right now, letting uh, uh, Marizetta doing the job. And uh, let me get you. Uh, let me give you a big shout out again to Matt and. Uh, and uh, the, his support for the technical staff that he has over here in the United States and in Italy. They recently brought in three new players, and I'm going to make the name again. One is Ladu, yeah. oh. one is Persia, and one is Rossetti. So those three guys were scouted, were looked at, it, and they were brought in on, as a free transfer. Those three guys, they're going to play, they're going to pay high dividend, hopefully, for Campo Basso, and, uh, and uh, we're going to try to support them uh, uh, all the way to the, hopefully, to win uh, the, the Serie D. Uh, the F, uh, F division. So, uh, you know what I'm what I'm trying to say is the American ownership is great for the Italian soccer, but let the people knowing let the people that they know what they're doing with their jobs do the job the actual job. Let keep the ownership away from the technical uh, responsibility. The owner is supposed to be supporting the technical staff. Let them do the job. So. Uh, Great job to Matt Rizzetta and Campo Basso, Nicola Cirincione, our friend. So uh, go ahead, Gatano, finish up. Yeah, I didn't want to forget anybody. So Pete, uh, this is uh, Il Capitano, okay? So this is for you. But uh, uh, like I said, it's going to somebody that is uh, on the podcast, but it's not you, Pete. Ah, man. What can I do? Some people have all the luck. Um, Mike, this is for you. It's also signed, but hey. it's not going to you either. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you say that then? Why'd you say that then? And because we don't want to be, uh, we only have the big, big teams. No, we don't have all the big, big teams. We also have Sassuolo. Who's doing a great, they're doing a great, great job. Wow, very nice. What a collection. Nice collection. Yeah. Whoever gets that, they're going to be very lucky. There's more to where that came from. Oh. <laughs> Ever since Antonio criticized you, Gaetano kept his mouth shut. Antonio He's hasn't said a thing about his background thing. anymore. Oh, wow. yeah, Antonio slides the, oh. the jerseys from the Bancarellas and um, Barrio. Oh, five arrow, okay. five arrow jerseys. And right? Of course, the greatest, the greatest of them all. Well, wow, that, in a couple of days, in a couple of days, we have a very special video that we'll be dropping. Uh, that you feature on in uh, in in telling the story and in helping spread the story of uh, Roberto Baggio in honor of his birthday, which is coming up on the 18th. So look out for the video on the 17th slash 18th. We're going to be dropping a really nice um, a video that we've never done, a style that we've never done before, but it's it, it will be a lot of fun. Last thing, I have to give a shout out to Michael DeCisco, who not not this Michael over here, Michael DeCisco. Uh, out in Long Island, who I just came back. The reason why we started a little bit late today, he gave IFTV a foosball table. And not like a toy table that you would find in Antonio's garage. Like a real, true, professional <laughs> foosball table, which is actually a special. It's a 2002 special edition Juventus from Cinque Maggio after uh, my good friend Peter over here was was in tears. The, it's, it's actually a special edition based off of that. Wow. So shout out to him. He wanted to give it to us because he said that we would enjoy it a lot more. He had no more use for it. He had no more space in his place. And he was looking for real 
football lovers to give it to. And I'm saying this right now. I am never losing on this table ever. All right? I'm speaking to all of you guys. That's amazing. Michael, thank you so much for that. We already know there's going to be so many games on this. And we're going to thank you, I'm sure we're going to film a lot of fun videos. Michael, even I though it's I, the I think I'm going to be winning a lot history. of games. Yeah, well. I'm Anto, you don't even know which way to spin the, the polls. <laughs> Let, we're going to figure that out when we play. Let's see. We're going to see it. And we're going to record live who's going to kick the ass of who. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, right. I was just gonna say I'm gonna enjoy beating a Juventino on the Juventus stage. <laughs> well, oh. you know what's funny? What's funny is when he goes, "Is Inter?" He goes, "Is Peter there?" I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be there." He goes, "Does Peter remember where he was on Chico Maggio?" I was like, "Actually, he was just telling me the story." Yeah. He goes, "Okay, I want to see him as he as he plays on uh, on the table. It'll be a lot of fun." Antonio, he sends a special love to you. By the way, he said mm -hmm. even though he's a Juventus fan, he loves uh, he loves you, Antonio. And he said we got to make sure that we all beat Peter with this table. So that's the that's the main point. Tell him to come to Brooklyn. We'll have him uh, doing a tournament with us, and we'll do the podcast after the tournament. And we'll, uh, we'll, everybody's gonna beat on Peter. Don't worry. If we don't beat him over there with the full table, I have a big baseball stick. I'm gonna just <laughs> beat him on his head like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn style, bro, Antonio. Yeah. Origins. <laughs> All right, guys. So get get ready for that. Hopefully, we'll have some content real soon. With that hey, can we do the prediction? Uh, what happened? What's gonna happen Sunday? Come on, let's go with the prediction. Okay. Let's what see. do you think is gonna happen, Antonio? Sunday. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, it's uh, AC Milan. I think it's gonna be a tie game, or AC Milan is gonna win a tie. A tie is the worst, but we win in the game. Okay, Peter. Inter will win. Michael? Inter 2-1. Uh, Inter will win 2-1. Dad, close it out. Yeah, it's going to be a tie. Okay. You guys heard it here first. Uh, guys, as always, thank you guys so much for watching. I feel like Antonio wants to add something, but we'll save that for the live stream. Hold that <laughs> thought, Antonio. As always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys.